0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Catholic Bites podcast, or the Catholic Link podcast. Now, the podcast for busy Catholics. Today, I am joined by Melissa Kirking. Uh, And Melissa, you have just written a book about how to pray in adoration for children. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. Jesus and me talking with my greatest friend.
0: So I have to actually confess that I read the book. So sometimes when people come on the podcast, they like send me a link or something and I get to read like a paragraph. Uh, Melissa, I actually got to read your book and uh, I was, I was really, I don't know. Cause part of me was a little nervous cause it was a kid's book. And, but then when I opened it up, I was like, this is actually really cool. So obviously it's about Jesus and me. It's about prayer for kids. But what can you say to kind of like, I don't know, like expand that a little bit. Like what, what's the focus here? Why'd you write it? That kind of thing.
1: So, you know, years ago I worked at a Catholic school and the, um, the priest then asked us to start bringing our children adoration. I had, um, first grade children and I was like, you want me to do what? Cause it's so, they're so busy. I had 32 busy first graders, but the, um, But I I started bringing them and I quickly learned how much the children loved that time with Jesus. And it had planted a seed deep in my heart and then became this lifelong thing that God had planted in me to bring children to know and love him, especially in adoration. And so this book is an extension of that. It is written in a way that it's not, it's not in child-friendly language, right? Because that's how we reach children. Right. Um, you know it's actually how i tend to pray a little bit more like that too <laughs> but the um so it's not rote prayers it's it's got everything from saying quotes and reflecting to to imaginative prayers which i love imaginative prayers it's meant to spark meaningful conversations with between the children and jesus you know because we want children to know jesus is their their friend their divine friend their best friend the friend that wants what's best is always there. doesn't matter what time. Um, So yeah, there's 80 color-coded prayer opportunities within that, plus extensions explaining adoration and what to do in adoration to give them the confidence to be able to pray with Jesus.
0: So you've mentioned, there's a couple of things you mentioned that I love. So first was the color coding, because I have to address <laughs> the color coding. The color coding is what won me over before I read any words. <laughs> so, so I believe there's like, there's four colors, right? And you kind of, you've kind of designated different types of prayer by color. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes, okay. for sure. yes. So there's, and again, it's, it's praise, you know, so we've got the praise and then we've got being sorry, which is a child-friendly way of saying contrition and then Thanksgiving, and then asking Jesus, you know, another child-friendly way of saying petitions and intercessions. So,
0: yeah. I just thought it was, it was very aesthetically pleasing from a design point of view. Like before, if I wasn't Catholic, I would think, oh, wow, this is a useful way to organize information. So that's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But the other thing I think is really cool is there's a, there's a principle that you're kind of working with behind the scenes. And that's, you know, Jesus is really clear when he said, let the little ones come to me. Let the little children come to me for to such as these belongs the kingdom. He also says, whoever receives a little child in my name receives me. Right. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I find really, really sad about modern Christianity is that we've kind of we've made it childish, but not for children. You know, we've made it. Right. Because there is
1: a difference.
0: There is. There is a big difference, but I find it really like we're happy to have all the children's church, children's liturgy, the word. And those things are fine. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. But we kind of forget that God is for kids, too, you know, Mm -hmm. and that Jesus expects them to to grow spiritually kind of the same way that we need them to grow physically. Right.
1: Right. Right. And it's so important to to like have them start that early. Because, you know, sometimes when they get older, they're not as inclined to, to slow themselves down or t- to carve that time out. And so to have them start that early and when they're young, I think that's so important.
0: Well, and I think what's neat about your book is that you've tried to, you've tried to give them different ways to pray because I mean, I, I'm on the fence because I was on the, 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 the board for my diocese to help design the religious education curriculum. You know. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I kind of took, I took the other approach, but I think, I think these are complementary. You know, so the approach I took was to say I looked at the way other religions raise their children, just because okay. we're, we're a mission diocese, and so our, our people are either not cradle Catholics or they don't have a lot of background in their faith, so it's hard when they have kids to sort of get them, get them up. And so my thought was looking at how like a a Jewish family would raise their kid or how a Muslim family would raise their kid. And one of the things they do is they say, well, if you want to be Jewish, you do Jewish things. You know, you go to the synagogue, you keep the Sabbath, you know, that kind of things. Muslims observe Ramadan, you know, they do things. So my thought was, well, to raise Catholics, let's have them do Catholic stuff, right? Like like, say prayers, go to mass, light candles, statues, you know, holy water, all that stuff. Um, Oh, I like that. Right.
1: I like that. I mean that's that's just to do catholic things. I mean, yes.
0: But but I think I think your way is also really interesting because it's giving them the tools to see this as part of themselves. It's not an extrinsic to them. If if prayer is about talking to my friend, right? Mm-hmm. Then learning the Hail Mary is not weird, right? It's just mm-hmm. another thing it's another part of that friendship it's another part of that relationship with christ and and with his church right right so i just i, I have i do have one question though because i was i i used to in my, our catholic school here i would teach latin and when i was an associate here i i became the pastor after being the associate uh the former pastor asked me to teach latin in the school and i thought oh that's fine whatever but he expected me to teach it to first graders And you being a first grade teacher, I'm sure you appreciate how absurd that idea is.
1: Yes, yes, I definitely can.
0: Uh, But we sang songs in Latin and we did something. We accomplished something.
1: something. Right. Small pieces, right?
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. So my question, though, is when I first thought of, hey, let's take first graders to adoration or to do a holy hour, I was like, ooh, (laughs) <laughs> but I assume that you've kind of you thought this book out for, for a parent who's either going to be there for, you know, a few minutes or kind of a set time, something like that. Right. Like it, Right. this is this yeah. is adjustable for kids.
1: It is because, you know, you can go for holy minutes. You know, you can go and do one of the prayers within the book or a child could pick one of each you know, and, and then in the back, if they wanted to pray the rosary too. So it's really, you go on the, on the child's time um, mm-hmm. with this book, because it's to me, I see it as a self-guided or, you know, maybe a parent might help their child pick one out beforehand and then know which page to open up. Mm-hmm. To. So definitely you can do holy minutes with the, with the children.
0: <laughs> which I mean, is really good. There's, there's really something to be said about like doing what you can do. Uh, You know, in the, the, I've, I've recently gotten into weightlifting because I'm a crazy person. (laughs) And one of the things they tell you a lot is that it's better to do an exercise with less weight, but you can do the full range of motion, you know, Mm. you can control Mm -hmm. it. It doesn't make you weak. It's just, that's where you are. And I think sometimes- In the church we talk a lot about holy hours you know like Mm -hmm. this this going to adoration means a certain time commitment and it's a certain way of praying and not another and all this stuff but the reality is if that doesn't work for you it just it's better to do something than nothing And i think that's a really cool way to do it with your kids is to to teach them that like yeah it's okay if we just make a visit with mommy and daddy and you know we go to adoration or if if it's just mom while we're out you know, getting groceries or whatever. You know, that I—that's at least what I had in my mind when I was reading it.
1: Right, because you know, when we talk about our our friendships, um, you know, our best friends, we would rather spend five minutes with them, even if we couldn't have an hour. And that's what I want children to see—that you know, Jesus is there, and we go and visit Him. Um, you know, but we want that friendship to go out outside of outside of adoration. But it's so important to have that face to face with Jesus in the, in there with them
0: exactly exactly and you know maybe this this might just be me going out on a tangent here i found for for my parish where we have adoration maybe uh, we have it once a week most weeks i have some people though who have start have built like a prayer corner in their home yes and it's not you know it's not adoration but i remember there's one dad told me about this and this really made my day he he built a little prayer table And they have, they have icons and pictures of Jesus. And he bought, he bought candles, you know, and the little, he's got like a little thurible. It's like a little incense, baby, baby (laughs) incense thing. But what's cool, they've got a, they've got a a four-year-old and they let the four-year-old help them light the candles and put incense in, you know, it's hard because there's fire. Right. (laughs) But, but, you know, he's sort of learned that prayer is, is something he can do, that Mm -hmm. it's, even if he can't get to church, there's really something cool that he gets to pray in a holy spot in his house. Do you think yeah. do you think that's something parents could do? Or, or what what comes to mind there?
1: Absolutely. I think we want to teach our children that, you know, we we go and visit Jesus, but also that Jesus is with us at all other times as well, maybe not physically, but spiritually. And so, you know, to have um, to carve out that time. And it sounds like that family has carved out that time um, for their, for themselves and their children to spend that time with Jesus. And, and that's beautiful because we want, we want our children to know how to carve out that time. You know, we as adults sometimes need to remember to carve out that time. right? Right. And, you know, and then we want to be able, because when they, when they carve out that time and then that prayer gets pulled into other parts of their life, you know, um and that's one thing going back to my book i i i like about the book because it has like bonus prayers mm-hmm. and it and it's meant to to pull prayer into other parts of their life so i like the
0: bonus section
1: <laughs> yeah so i mean you can do you know count 10 things on your fingers about um thanksgiving but then to make that connection in math okay math is counting so you know Count 10 things in, in math class. You can do that. Nobody is gonna pay attention if you're moving your fingers around in math class. And and to find opportunities then um to draw Jesus into every part of your day.
0: When I and I just think I think that that spirit that's in your book, it, it sort of comes through. Like it comes through that we're trying to form a heart. We're trying to form yeah. A child's heart. Um, and I I this is difficult as a pastor because there's that I, I look at benchmarks because that's what we have to look at, you know, like mm-hmm. do you know you're our father? Do you know you're Hail Mary? Can you make your first confession? You know, but I, I really like the kind of thing that that you're doing because it's the work that I can't do as a priest because I I'm not with kids all the time. You know, I, I'm the the Jesus man on, <laughs> on Sunday, you know.
1: Right, right.
0: But but I think that. I think there's some kind of really healthy mix of teaching them the, the objective parts of our faith, the parts that we all have in common, you know, the, the prayers out loud. But I also think, you know, forming this heart is what will keep them Catholic, you know, it'll Mm -hmm. keep them to where all this, all these rules and all this, this kind of unpopular belief that we happen to have as Catholics makes a lot of sense. If you love Jesus, (laughs) if you don't, uh,
1: (laughs) then it doesn't, right. Right.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. You know, statistically, a child, if they're going to leave their faith, they leave it around 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. And the data shows that it's chiefly over intellectual concerns. But my experience has been those intellectual concerns are the result of neglect for years and years and years before that. Mm hmm. That there's no developing of the heart. There's no relationship with God. There's no desire to learn the answers to their questions. So they just leave.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I can see that, you know, because, you know, if you have a heart for Jesus, then you're willing to work through and and the answers and and because that love is already deep in your heart.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're almost out of time here. But before we go, Melissa, I believe that your book is published through Ascension Press. Is that correct?
1: It is. It's if the page is Ascension press slash Jesus and me. And there's even a free downloadable prayer resource about Jesus's great love for the child that people can download before they get the book, you know, as they're waiting for the book to come
0: I, i've I got excited when I saw that your stuff was was put out by Ascension because, Everything they do is so awesome and it's so good. And so, you know, this is this is quality stuff. It's Ascension, Ascension picked it up. So, you know, it's the real deal, but you can definitely, if you want to find Melissa's book, you can find that over on Ascension Press's website. And it's, the book is named Jesus and Me, right?
1: It is. Yes. Okay. Jesus and Me at, and Talking with My Greatest Friend.
0: Talking with My Greatest Friend. Sorry, yeah. the, the subtitle That's is, okay. I knew I was sub- going to miss it. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Jesus and Me is the main part.
0: Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope that uh, everybody gets a chance, especially everybody with kids, gets a chance to see the work you've done. And it's it really is a good service to Kingdom. So thank you so much for your work and for your uh, your service.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Thank you for having me on today.
0: It's been a pleasure. This has been the Catholic Link podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. You can head over to catholiclink.org and you can find all of our material, especially our older podcasts. So if you want to go back and catch catch up on all kinds of backlog, I'm still a new host. So you'll probably hear a different host. That's okay. We'll get it all figured out. But all that is available on catholiclink.org. My name is Father Rob Adams. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time.